podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. This evening I am joined by two legends, I guess, of the Touchline Media Group. Meads, how's it going? Yeah, I can't complain, man. Can't complain. I'm yeah, a, a week off from Chelsea, yeah? You know the vibes. Yeah. Uh, Leroy, how's it going? All good, man. All yeah, good. I caught the last episode of Touchy Gooners. You, you lot are talking a lot still. Bullish. Talking a lot, what do you mean? Yeah. Party time, apparently. Aye, yeah, party time. It's party time. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, get into that. Same but uh, before we get into that, let, let's talk about uh, our, our beloved national team. Um, <laughs> England, Southgate's England. Um, a 2-1 win today against Belgium. Um, you guys caught the game. Uh, let, let's talk about, first of all, the lineup. Me, you've got the lineup, haven't you, yeah, Jesse? So the lineup was a. Uh, well, you know, when. I guess I think the, the game that they played against the Wales, um, was it on Thursday, I think it was? Um, we had Pope in goal, but Pickford again got selected this time. Um, so back, three at the back as per Kyle Walker, right center back, um, Dyer. Um, centre centre of the back three Maguire on the left centre back um, Trent Alexander Arnold um, on the wing the right wing back Trippier left wing back Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson in midfield pivot yeah. and we've got <laughs> Mason Mount and Marcus Rashford in behind um, Calvert Lewin yeah, so it's it, a three-four-two-one formation. It was as nasty as it sounds. It sounds <laughs> <laughs> the performance was as nasty as it sounds. Um, first half, Belgium were all over England. Uh, England couldn't play out the back. England couldn't press. Lukaku was having a. He was holding all three men up by himself, basically. <laughs> like we laugh about Lukaku, but this was a game he actually used his physicality, and he was a complete. Yeah, he was a complete issue for them. He mm. he got that penalty. Um, yeah deservedly 1-0 up mm. and then England went down the other end got their penalty rash yeah. Sebi will be happy to hear yeah. dispatched yeah. dispatched of it quite nicely and then your boy Mason yeah. uh, he, he scored a Lampard special a uh, like, it was going off it was going off target yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a man a man clipped it and he went um, into the goal but um, I want to talk about uh, his lineup decisions and his continued omission of Jack Grealish. I mean, I don't, I don't get. This is personal because uh, it, yeah, go on. I, I think it's personal because um, I think he had him in the under twenty ones, didn't he? 
and he didn't really play him in under 21s either. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the personality or that he comes across, because I think he's the same with Madison as well. He's quite reluctant mm. to use Madison. And I feel like Southgate has a thing where he likes a certain type of character in the team. Um, and I feel like Grealish and Madison don't suit that. Maybe in a footballing sense, because they're a bit too much of a free spirit, let's say. And in a personal sense as well, because he thinks they may be a bit too flashy. Man dresses like a waiter. Do you think he's got time for saucy ballers? You think he's got time for saucy ballers? You think he's got time for saucy ballers? got time for four bag LV bags in that. Why do you think Rafford suddenly got dropped out the moment he started wearing all the chains? Yeah, yeah, Just like Jay Lings. Yeah. got dropped out, bro. Sancho started getting the minutes. Yeah, But yeah, I just, I think it's, after the performance, I know it was only against Wales, yeah? But England weren't doing brilliant in that game until Jack Grealish really stepped up. Yeah. I feel like Jack Grealish in that game showed why he has to play for England. Facts. He is a, he's a creative juggernaut for me anyway. Like he he literally was head and shoulders above everybody else on the pitch on that day. And I feel like you've got to find a way to get that player into your team because I think that um, I think there was a quote by Dunga years ago. One World Cup said. England will never win a World Cup or England will never win another international trophy unless they have players who can dribble. Yeah, something like, I'll never fear England until they have like one-on-one players. One-on-one players. And it's important because one-on-one players literally change everything. They change the dynamic of football. And Jack Jack Grealish is uh, one of the most fantastic 1v1 players. He's got, he can go past people. He can beat people. With, he's underrated PMP, underrated running strength. He's a powerful runner, good dribbler crazy creative and the best thing about him is his execution in the final third um, so I feel like he's got to find a way to work into the team and I'm not really a fan that he's he's on the bench obviously like yeah he's picked the team and they've won today fair enough but I feel like if you're going to really go deep into a competition you need someone like Jack Grealish to be getting minutes for you this is this is why I'm not invested in the national team because they always qualify and they always qualify handily yeah. but then they get to the tournament and it's it's the same as as long as I can remember. The last tournament I had any skin in was 2006. Mm. That oh, was yeah. the one with Rooney and Ronaldo. Yeah. And I cried. I cried with Rooney. <laughs> and I'll never forget it because my mum was like, right, you're crying. Like, Little bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, like they're shit. They've always been shit. Why, yeah. why do you care? Yeah. And certain, I've never ever cared about England since then. So obviously you watch the tournaments and if they do well, they do well. Mm. But there's, there's no skin in it. Um, the thing is, this is a very talented crop of players, at least going forward. Yeah. At least going forward. And they've got some uh, interesting midfield prospects. Um, I think Southgate is not the man to take them to the promised land. I, I was thinking, like, in terms of utilisation of the squad, I don't think he's getting the best out of it at all. I don't mind the three at the back. I don't mind the system he's playing. Three right backs yeah. who can't defend. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but, I don't, <laughs> but to, be, to be fair, I don't actually mind Kyle Walker playing right centre back. That for me, I quite like that. In Physical, the World Cup, I, you know, got enough PMP. You know, if he makes a mistake, he's got enough to get back there. Um, but the issue I have is the midfield. That midfield composition is just not. It's not working for me. You've got a midfield of Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson, who they give a lot in terms of effort. But one but, thing that I guess, you know, Declan Rice was linked with Chelsea and moved to Chelsea. Yeah. And one of the biggest issues and the biggest gripes I had was generally Chelsea's ball progression this season in particular was, is quite poor. So if you take out a Jorginho, you take out a Kovacic and you, you've got Declan Rice, his ball progression ain't, it's not good enough. It's not, it's it's not quick. For. It's not quick. It's not incisive. I mean, at West Ham, sometimes he can do it um, when he gets the time and space to do it. But at international level... You need it. To, you need to be getting the ball to your danger men quickly as possible. And 
he doesn't really do it. It's also about how teams set up against you depending on who your team are. Facts. So when you are a West Ham, you'll, you'll be given the space to, and the time to do those kind of things. Mm. But when you're playing for the team that is expected to be the aggressor, teams will naturally set up to counter whatever you're, you're trying to do. So it makes sense that he can do it for West Ham and people, every time they see him for West Ham, are like, stick him in for England, stick yeah, him in. Yeah. And then when he comes to that level, it's clear that he doesn't do it well enough. Mm. Like, these are guys who... They like they receive the ball and they're facing away from the opposition's goal and they haven't got enough in them to even quickly receive it and turn to face the goal to progress. So most of the time they're either going backwards and or sideways. And and, and, and it means that everything takes so long. So even if your opposition doesn't leave a space for you, the time you take to recycle the ball or move the ball, that space is gone. It's gone. So I, I have a degree of sympathy with Gareth Southgate because when you look at international football, yeah because you haven't got time with the players it's very very difficult in international football to as a coach to build an attacking cohesive philosophy mm. so what wins you the games is so it's like a Carlo Ancelotti type of manager who's good at putting blends of players together that are going to mesh quite nicely mm. that's that's what's going to win you tournaments so a lot of international managers it's always the best defenses so the teams who concede the least goals so people who've got solid defenses so I understand why a lot of international managers will play quite defensively. Mm. But what I'm concerned about Southgate, I don't think he's got the attacking blend of players right. So fine, if you're going to have Henderson and Rice as your base and then your backs, I'm fine. You need to get that front four right. And that's what I don't think he does, in my opinion. Okay, so, he's, got, he's got a lot of options. Which options would you go with? So, again, I'm going to go with dribblers. And I'm, you could want dribblers and scorers. So I'm going to go with Kane, number one, definitely. Mm-hmm. You have to get Grealish in the team, in my opinion. So I would have Grealish in the team um, as a 10. Mm. I would have Sancho in the team on the right side. And then it's a toss-up between Sterling and Rashford, but I'm going to go Sterling on the okay. left. So yeah. that's that's the team. I love Rashford, don't yeah. get me wrong, but that's the team I'd probably go with. And then depending on the game, so for example, if they have... Because I find Sterling is very good in small spaces and Rashford is very good in big spaces. So depending on the fullback on the other team and depending on what their strengths and weaknesses are, I'll alternate between Sterling and, and Rashford. Mm. Now, in terms of that middle person, it'll be Grealish in some games, it'll be Madison in other games, depending on what depending on what type of team I'm playing. Okay, interesting. What would make you pick one over the other? So if I'm going to be against teams that are, say, you've got a bit more open space and I'm going to pick Grealish because I want the runner in there. But if I'm sitting against a team like a Greece who are going to sit back, I want someone who can shoot. I want someone who can touch it and shoot. So that's when you put either a Mount mm. or uh, pref- preferably a Madison because I think he's got more about him. Yeah. Mm. Then you put a Madison in there because I feel like even when you know a player can hit it top bins, it makes people defend differently. And I feel like Madison is very, very good at ball striking. So he that's is. why I put him in there. But if I've got a team where I've got a little bit more space, so he probably gets the better teams and I've got space that you need someone who's going to be able to cover ground, you need someone who can go past people. I'm going to put Grealish in that position. And also, Grealish can protect the ball a lot better than, for me, than Madison and Mount. Mount's a good presser, isn't it? Yeah, and he's a, good lad. He's, he's a good lad. He's, he's, he's a good presser and he's a good lad. Good lad. But when it comes to, like, I guess, protecting the ball and, I guess, relieving pressure, Gre- like Grealish for sure, for yeah. me, I get him in there. Especially against the high-level teams. You've when, got to get the blend right. It's got to be, you've got to get the blend right. So you need your scorers and you need your dribblers. And the reason I've gone Sancho as a, a mainstay is because... Even though at international level, I, I still have a bit of doubts about yeah, him. I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised you put him in there. He can dribble. He can, he can beat his man 1v1. Yeah. And I feel that that's really important. You need at least two v, 1v1 players in that attacking four. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you've got Sterling in there. But 
Sterling, he's not. Not that he's changed as such, but I don't see him doing that as much. I don't. He used to do it he's quite a lot. Changed a lot in but terms he, of that he doesn't just go and attack his man time and time again relentlessly. He's very yeah. drilled, isn't it? By yeah. Pep. For me, but when I watch these teams, I I always feel like the manager should have the way he wants the team to play. So how he wants to set up tactically, mm. and his first port of call should be the players who play those roles for their clubs, mm. because that's already naturally what they're they're, they're taught to do. So that kind of helps with them not having enough time with them to actually drill new philosophies into them. And then from there, then you build the, then there's players who are outside of that philosophy and you just put them in because they're so good, like your one-on-one players, your goal scorers. Yeah. So for me, it's like people will be like, oh, why is Henderson good for, England, um, good for Liverpool, but he's shit for England? You're asking him to different do two roles, completely bro. different roles. Yeah. Liverpool are not asking him to, to link up play and take the ball off the defenders because they know he, they know that he can't do that. Mm-hmm. They ask him to run the channels. They ask him to boot it up the field and they ask him to cover for, <laughs> they ask him to cover for Trent. When you're asking him to do other things outside of that skill set, that's when the glaring um, lack of ability or, or the, the weaknesses in his, in his game actually shows. So I think with this generation of England players, it would be a shame if, I mean, I can't expect them to win anything when France are around, but mm. um, for them not to, like, I know we got to the uh, semi-finals of the last World Cup, but that was like, who did we play? Uh, uh, yeah, we, we, to be honest, we, had, we played Colombia, wasn't it? We played Colombia, I believe it was. We, 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 we had a couple good, good, well, yeah, Croatia as well obviously came, came unstuck. And I thought Croatia, that game, especially the first half, we had Croatia on the ropes. Yeah, should have won. Should have won that game, man. So Shane, Kane should have squared it. Yeah, Kane should have squared yeah, it. Yeah, boy. We need to get that on a t-shirt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kane should have so, squared it, bro. Imagine, like, imagine if it was Sterling doing it's Kane. Boy, he'd be playing in Serbia now. <laughs> nah, <sorry. laughs> but, but literally, I feel like England have always had the capacity and the, the ability to get to a final. And may, I don't know, maybe in a, in a one-off game, you could win that game. Yeah, of course, I mean, but after the, I think the the second half against Croatia, it's just the quality really shone through, and the the glaring limitations of our players, especially like Jordan Henderson as well. It's midfield. Oh my god! It's that midfield. And again, so this is where a Grealish would actually help massively because mm. Grealish will actually get us. You he, he'll come and get the ball off the midfield and calm it down. I felt that too much, in, too many times in that game, it was just getting launched. Up yeah, the pitch and sometimes, but my issue with them is sometimes they can't even get it to a that Grealish. Yeah. Exactly. they can't even get to that Grealish. But the best thing about a Grealish, he will drop in. Mm. He will drop deep to get it, and he'll he'll, he'll he he does it for deep, Villa. You don't it's mind true. it. You don't mind it. He's used to having to carry teams. And this is why, again, <laughs> so this is why someone like a Mason Mount is a problem. He's a, for me in that in that advanced midfield area, it's a problem because he stays there. Mm. He isn't coming back to get the ball. Yeah, Madison to a degree he'll come back a bit, but Grealish he assumes responsibility. Mm. You know what I mean? Even against them Wells, he assumes responsibility to get the ball and move us up the pitch. Yeah, so he's I, a player, he's, man. He's a, he's a mainstay for me. He has to play. I, I think he's got to play, man. He has to play. Well, see, I think the thing is with him, Southgate doesn't even want to talk about him. Like when you, people ask him about him, Bro. he just changes the subject. I think after the game, he got one man of the match and it was like, oh, Grealish is in. He was like, Yes, he was good. And Mason Mount. No, Mason oh, Mount. Shut up, man. <laughs> what is it about this Mason Mount, you bro? That's twice. That's twice. And again, it's because Mason Mount's some, a good youth, Some bro. teacher's pet, bro. He's yeah, winding yeah, me up, He don't cause no trouble, man. He don't cause no trouble, yeah. trouble and, he, and he works hard for the team. Oh, Obviously, man. you lot have seen a certain Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Looks like he's... He's dusted uh, for good. Yeah, he's dusted and he's going with Congo. Oh, is that... I think that, that's apt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. I just need clarification. Um, well, that's a rumor, isn't it? Uh, his Instagram bio no longer has it. Uh, I don't know if it did before, but somebody was posted his Instagram bio and it had that Congolese flag on there. 
um, DRC, yeah, Democratic Republic of Congo, it had on there. So, uh, right, seeing Reese James starting ahead, getting minutes ahead of him, it, it, it's tight. It's tight. It's very heavy. Like, England have stacks at right back. It's They're right. absolutely stacked. There's, there's, there's a young boy at Brighton that's coming. Lamptey, that's coming he's coming well. for all of them. There's he's coming for all of them. Next. So, especially if we're playing a three-five-two. Yeah, we're, we're, we're up coming and, up, and down, up and down, up and down bro. that wing. So, and he's playing that for Brighton. So, yeah, until he goes to a big club, he's never displacing Trent. Yeah, you know how it goes, man. He's Trent's the a star player for the but, best team but, in the country but Trent if he continues in the form he was that poor he's today. been yeah if he the continues thing is, though, in this, the this form is, he plays for Liverpool but this is my thing this is this is what I say but when, when I was saying earlier about playing players how they play for their club if you're not going to use Trent how Liverpool use him you're better mm. off playing a more traditional right back right. because they use him like a unicorn basically mm. they literally play to his exact strengths which is his passing variety and his passing range and if you're not going to get him to do that same role for England I don't see the point. And this is why I've never rated England managers because they've always picked the team based on the biggest names in the country. But you should always pick your team based on the skill sets of the players that are going to do the job for you, which means that it may not be the Manchester United and Chelsea midfield that starting midfielders starting for you. Mm. It could be the Everton and Manchester United or Everton and Chelsea. And you see that in, in all these other kind of more thoroughbred fo football nations where they will pick players who have the skill sets required outside of outside of the, the clubs that they play for. And I think as long as England are that way inclined, they're never going to prosper, man. To be fair to Southgate, though, I think Maguire, when did Maguire move to United? Last season, right? 18-19? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. So before, I think Maguire played for England, no left centre-back. <sighs> he has, but who, who else have they got? Fabian Delph as well was playing for England, centre midfield. He loves Bartley. You know I mean, he loves Bartley. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think of all England managers that we've had, he's I think got he's favorites. the one. He's the one that really kind of deviates away from the top four type. Mm. Kind of. He's got his favourites. He's got his favourites. Yeah, he's got his favourites. Like, obviously... Pickford's one of his favourites. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know how we certain England M even Maguire in the squads. Maguire still is for some for some for some for some weird reason. Yeah, I mean. Um you yeah, you're right, you make a good point. Yeah, he has his favourites. Uh, yeah, for me, I just don't see England this prospering under Southgate, unfortunately, man. Yeah. It is the the I think the lack of appreciation for Grealish from Southgate is a bit weird though, isn't it? I don't It I has to be a personality is it, is thing. It, it I, has to be. Maybe he's fully aware. Of the, I don't, I don't know if it's banter or not, but he just keep, he, he always does it. This is the second time he's done this. They it asked him last sense, time England yeah, played, and he and he sense. ignored it as well. And he was so reluctant to call him up. He literally only just called him up after he's been banging out, clapping out for a couple of seasons. I just don't get it. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, that's England. Uh, they they won somehow. If if you watched the game, yeah, it was it was very very difficult to watch. But yeah, as long as he keeps getting the results. He's not going to go anywhere. I can't lie, I fell asleep. Yeah. I, I had sleep in my eye. It I was a, dribbling and all sorts. It was sorts. a tough was watch, horrible, and it's the reason I got here late. And I, reg and I regret. Right. And I, reg I should just left after the first half, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, honestly, I was going to. I was like, ah, oh, something, something might happen in the second half, and that, yeah, yeah. that would be the main topic. Well, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it wasn't to be. Uh, another topic I want to uh, speak to you guys about. Uh, we were discussing it in our group chat today. Uh, we're talking reform. We're talking the money. Oh, yeah. We're talking the money, boys. We're talking the money, boys, trying to make things happen. So um, from the gist of it, um, it seems that Manchester United and Liverpool are trying to lead a kind of reform of how things are structured in the in the Premier League. I guess the top line stuff being the um, the voting power has only been given to the teams that have been in the league, the nine teams that have been in the league for the longest, mm -hmm. uh, lowering the amount of teams in the league from 20 to 18 teams, getting rid of the League Cup, 
Um, have I missed anything else? Um, the distribution. And I think the distribution money. of the, of the distribution Cash, of the money. They're giving them the EFL. What's it? Something. That's two hundred fifty mil, and then there's a percentage of revenue every. Every, every season, year, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so essentially they've they've seen they've seen the gap in the market, they've seen what COVID has done, yeah. they've seen that teams are on the ropes, and they're taking this as an opportunity to try and ring in some changes that will essentially benefit benefit them in, in the long term. I think there's a there was a funny one Lewis mentioned earlier as well with the uh if uh, a team gets a uh, let's say a billionaire, yeah. uh, a, a Middle Eastern billionaire decides that he wants to buy Everton, the old money teams or the the nine oldest teams in the league have the right to, to veto. veto it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nasty That's work. It's nasty I work. It, I respect it. It's I nasty respect. though. It's nasty. <laughs> I think um Dan Dan Soft came with a quote of the day. He said like, it's like all the billionaires in the country get together and say, look, we'll give all you people two grand a month as a universal basic income, but none of you can vote. Yeah. <laughs> and a good deal of people will take that. Yeah. A good it. deal of, of people will take that. They'll take I, it. I wonder how many clubs are on the ropes enough for them to consider this. Nah, they're not because... I think all they'll fight this because it's a complete piss take for them. They will one lose their power, two the lower league Premier clubs will be losing money because the pot's smaller because they're beginning giving it to the EFL. Three the ones because they don't want to get relegated anyway. So now you're gonna have less teams in the league, so less chance of being in the Premier League. Mm. They're gonna fight this that tooth and nail. Um, but do they have grounds to fight it? It's very dude, difficult. The thing is, the, considering how <laughs> how many of them are struggling, bro. I think it'll be a, a big ask them to fight. But it's, it's the, is it the lower Premier League struggling, it's teams struggling, or is it EFL struggling? So mm. who's going to fight? I think it's going to be the lower Premier League teams who are going to fight. Is yeah. it the whole football <clears throat> league that will vote on this? I don't know. I don't know. Because it, 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 it has to factor those lower teams in or they wouldn't have given them a sweetener. Yeah. Mm. Because if you lot aren't going to have any say in what's going to happen, why am I even trying to put you onto my put side? Yeah. There's almost, there's barely you lot there's more of the lower teams than there are of the bottom 10, 11 teams yeah. in the Premier yeah. League. So here's what I'll do. I'll take a little bit less money, yeah. get you guys on our side. You ain't making it to the Prem anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great club. You ain't making it to the Prem, brother. <laughs> Wimbledon, you did your thing in the 90s. You Washington. ain't making it to the Prem, brother. Yeah. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you like, a, a bit extra money to keep doing your thing, yeah. but you just back us in this thing. Mm. And I think if that's the case, I haven't read the, the finer details, but if that is the case, then I see it going through quite, quite comfortably right. To be honest. See, yeah. we'll see, man. It's it's going to be an interesting. I mean, you're one. an Arsenal fan, so surely you you this want a bit more money you, in your pocket. No, no, because it will be less money, obviously, because it's coming from TV. But the thing is, I, I'm as a per If I'm being completely selfish, yeah. I'm all for solidifying the status quo. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. all for it because like, it suits my team in it. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I don't think all their ideas are outrageous. I actually agree with some of them. I mean, it might forward with my political views but <laughs> I, I do not feel that I feel that the top teams are underpaid I don't feel I feel like the um, the way the money is distributed is too egalitarian um, I feel that the ones who really generate and drive the revenue are the big boys and I feel like they're not getting a big enough slice of the pie. Mm. They should get disproportionately more money because they're dis- they're driving disproportionately more revenue. So is this more to the like La Liga model, where yeah. not quite as extreme as that, where they get eighty <laughs> percent of the piece? Yeah, yeah, because that's a know. that's that's a mad thing. But about sixty percent. Uh, yeah, but either way, it's, it's mad. It's mad. That's <laughs> yeah, two it's teams. Crazy, bro. It's nuts. <laughs> but I I still think they should get a big slice of the pie. And the thing is. The big clubs, they've got to be careful because the big clubs have got that threat of the European Super League and mm-hmm. they could all walk. So these clubs really need them. So um, they've got to be careful how they play it. But yeah, I, I think that's they need to get more money, number one. I'm not sure about the voting power. I think that's a, it's, it's kind of cheeky. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, 
I'm all for uh, going down to 18 teams and abolishing the League Cup as well because I feel like player welfare has been completely disregarded over the I last few years. I need the League years. Cup on FM though. That's how, that's how I bring up my young G. I love <laughs> that's, how I bring, that's how I bring up my young G. But nah, the, the, these players are playing way too many games. They're playing way too many football games. They don't get enough rest. Um, it's, it's not right. And I feel like going down to 18 teams um, and taking out the, the League Cup is a good thing to do. I'm pretty sure the Premier League have already issued a statement saying that it could be quite damaging for the EFL if they were to take this kind of deal. Really? Yeah. They need the money though. They They've got them. The oh, it's, a, it's a sneaky move, isn't it's it? Nasty. It's a sneaky move. It is. It's, it's there's, there's this opportunity, a yeah. pandemic, it only comes around every hundred years or so. So, so we've got to use it. So you never waste, never waste a crisis. So was this a proposal from Liverpool and United to pa- the Premier League? Basically? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. the Football League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Um, it could blow in. It could blow up in Liverpool and United's face. But especially they, Liverpool, they've been. But they're sneaky. They've been they tried to do City dirty. Yeah, I know. I know. They've been slimy they've been slimy see you like right you man <laughs> I thought, okay Liverpool they've been slimy this summer bro yeah. that 7-2 stunned them yes. they, they weren't sure about it and they said we don't want Villa in the Prem we don't want Villa in the Prem no more so let's get rid of them let's get rid of them I do think a lot of this is probably I mean I know this has been a work apparently for two years I do think a lot of it is catalyzed by the ridiculous decision taken by the clubs not to allow five subs. Yeah, I think that is one ludicrous. But obviously, you can see where the lower clubs are coming from. But from a player welfare perspective, it's an out. I think we're the only team in the country and the, the in the in the only league in the world. Sorry, really? Doing that. Yeah, I don't understand it though. What, Especially what with makes, the fr- it don't wait, make any sense. It does make sense because at the end of the day, these top teams have stronger benches. So True. the team's going to be the game's tight at seventy minutes. I'm bringing on five world-class players. Yeah. I'm bringing on a whole new team who's fresh and who's quality. They can't bring on the world-class players. So I understand it does give them a competitive advantage, but you've got to think about player welfare. These are employees. They're not donkeys. They're yeah. not mules. You, I mean, I know they're very well paid. Fine. But you're going to see, you're going to ruin careers. You're going to see injuries, left, right and centre. You're going to see careers shortened. Yeah. You're going to look at the likes of Jack Wilshere. Yeah. Done, dusted by 28. Seth Fabregas lost his legs at 28. Like you can't but he really just lost keep, his legs at 28. You yeah. can't just keep overplaying these young G's, man. So it's, it's not but, right. But then at the same time, by that same token, yeah, we're gonna have five World Cup players on the bench. You're gonna have three World Cup players on the bench ultimately, and the other team are gonna, they're not gonna have to. <laughs> so it's not gonna so have it doesn't have really make any difference. It doesn't really make a, a it, massive difference. It is difference. because if you're changing three players and you're changing five players, that's a big difference. You could, change your, you could change your entire yeah. attack. It's yeah, interesting yeah. because because when you lot played West Brom, um, you drew 3-3 if you remember, yeah. um, you, you and uh, Dan were mentioning that uh, when we came back from lockdown, because of the subs, yeah. a lot of the time Frank would start with the wrong lineup. And correct him. And because he basically switch out half his outfield team, yeah. he'd be able to correct the errors that he made. But yeah. with the three subs, he's not able to do it. He's not able to do it. It's a bit of a cheat code yeah, yeah, yeah. for him. It is, it is. Uh, you've got to think about the players first because, this, yes, they're very well paid, but the career is very short. Mm. You can't treat them like this. I mean, like I was saying, I said to Meads before, uh, some, I think sometimes uh, the Premier League's been in violation of the FIFA rule in terms of the gap between games. Yeah. Because you've got the League Cup, you've got this, you've got that... Because the scheduling is Especially mad. Especially around that Christmas period. Mm, yeah. mad. You're not meant to play within 72 hours. Some, or something hours. like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the scheduling's too much. They need they need to scale it back. So I'm, I'm fully in favour of that. But do you not think, in terms of that, the League Cup, I think they're... What's the schedule now? Because I think we're playing every two weeks, isn't it? The, the League Cup for this corona, during this corona period. I believe so, yeah. 
And when does it? When's the final for the? It's normally like mid late Feb. Feb, yeah. But now this, I think this one it might be Jan. I don't know, but the thing is, they've playing the same amount of games mm. with a month less. Yeah. And an extra um, international game every yeah. international break. It's not right. It's because they're having to make up for the time that was, right, that, that was lost, yeah. and they they want to basically use this season to condense the the gap of corona and then next season we'll go back to normal the, there's the going to be a lot of injuries man yeah. there's going to be so many injuries and we've got two back to back tournaments as well we've got the Euros and then, the and then we've got the World Cup so there's going to be a lot of injuries in that period and the big clubs should leverage this to make sure one they're looking after themselves and their players because um, that European Super League that's a real threat I wouldn't mind it I wouldn't man. mind it I'm, I, I wouldn't I, be mad I, at I, it I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, we I'll finish break. last every year but Fam. We finished last every Take year, but I'll, I'll go Barcelona every <laughs> Barcelona every this week. Go yeah. Milan that week. I'm not that fast. Like I mean, Turin the next week. What's the difference between Turin and Manchester, bro? <laughs> not, it's, not like, much, it's not that right? far. Not Quick, easy jet. You know what I'm saying? Back. So we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that and see how how that develops. Um, since the last pod, um, the transfer window is closed. Teams did business. Other teams didn't do business. Oh, boy. Uh, but since we have uh, uh, representatives of uh, most of the big clubs in the league, mm. I thought it made sense for us to discuss the transfer window, uh, who, whose moves we liked, whose moves we didn't like, mm. uh, how we're looking to see things shake up. Um, I guess I'll go first. Since, since <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Since, since I just want to get out of the way. So uh, Manchester United, we signed Tellez, we signed Cavani, we signed Van der Beek, we signed Palestri, who's a Uruguayan kid recommended by Diego Forlan, mm. and we signed um, a kid for Atalanta for 40 million, Traore, yep. who's coming in January. Um, from the outside looking in, um, what, what are the feelings on how, how, how we did this, this transfer window? Oh. Well, for me, it just looked like a big mess. I think that United, they spent far too much time trying to get Sancho and as a result I think that everything else kind of seemed quite muddled I think you got your left back obviously you were targeting the left back throughout the whole summer um, but everything just seemed quite muddled obviously the Cavani thing Cavani was available all summer really you're going to try and get him in I think you didn't, you didn't have a pre-season though I think you had one game against Villa yeah um so, but really, you kind of want him in to be training with a squad at the very least as early as possible. I don't, I don't get like Arsenal got party calm, but they've been chasing party for all time. summer. You all, we're always gonna have to play the release clause. To get him. Why do you wait for the day, the last day of the window? Let the season start. I can explain. That. Uh, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get, no, we'll get, to, we'll get to party, it. <laughs> for Cavani. Oh, for Cavani. Oh, I, like, I mentioned oh, party, Cavani, but yeah. just generally speaking, I don't yeah. get. Maybe in Arsenal situation, it's different. Yeah. yeah. But I don't get when a team has the money to get a player. Obviously, they want to try and get a like a few mil off or whatever the mm. case. But when you're talking about five million and you're Manchester United or Chelsea or Man City or whatever, that's nothing. Isn't it better for you for the player to come in, bed himself in with the team yep. and be good to go yep. rather than having a gap that player's size in your team? And, and that, that's why I applauded Chelsea for, I guess, getting ZH in. We got him in, what, February? Mm. Um, but we got him into the squad like, straight, straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Straight away. Same with Timo Werner. Training with the squad straight away. Like, the Habits one kind of was a protracted kind of move. But mm. beyond that, we got them training straight away just to get them fitted in. Like, Chelsea organised. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, well, they're patterned. Well run. Yeah. Chelsea are so patterned. When I, yeah. So when I look at United, the way that they operate, it's, the Cavani one, it blew my mind because he's been a free agent since the summer. Mm. Do you know what I think part of Cavani's one was? He wanted 500k a week. 
Oh, I think that was part of it. So I think now he's on what he's got 170. But at the start of like the start, he wanted 500k, and bleh, we ain't gonna pay you 500k. So, it, so what, as time was going, it's like he was really like, no one's gonna pay me that, so my yeah. demands get less. But his agent still pocketed 10 mil for his troubles, <laughs> really? though. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo. 10 mil to leave a player it's not at no club what's that agent's course what? what's that agent's course bruv Wait, but I'm doing was, the wrong job was, fam. Was, was, um, so you see with Cavani was there clubs that were close to him Benfica Benfica so Benfica they were not the N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of colour display so why do we give it a curve too I guess you could say we like to bend the rules the 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. I'm going to pay 170. Athletic, Benf- I remember Atletico Madrid were interested as well. S- certain other pods said yeah. Benfica offered him five mil a year, and uh, and it, and it, but he wanted like eight mil per year off yeah. them, and it's like we're in Portugal, we can't do that, big man. Yeah, it's not happening. So. That's what I'm saying. So like, he the option to get him was there earlier, in my opinion. Mm. You you may have saved like 20k a week off of that, but do you think you wanted Cavani? The whole window, or, or do you think I it was because? Because so, I think a lot of the thing was they're probably blowing eighty percent of their money on Sancho, mm. and I thought that we need to see how much we we're gonna pay for Sancho before we know how much left we've got to play with. Agreed. And I feel like that's how they approached their window so late, and then they thought that Dortmund would buckle to the last. So minute. they always mm. kept doing it like, okay, we're gonna have to. There's a Sancho size Fun. gap. So don't spend that money, and yep. it affected everything else. Exactly. That's why they were haggling with Porto over like three million for Tellers. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, man, you like the haggling over like three, but five those, million. Those things matter though, in terms of amortization yeah. and wages. Yep. It, matters. it matters. So I, I get it. I do get it. Mm. It's all about even if it's not about funds, it's all about space in your FFP and Facts. over how you do your accounts and stuff. But I just feel like yeah, they're looking at Sancho, thinking we need to save this money. And I feel like you wouldn't have got Diallo, you wouldn't have got Palestri, you wouldn't have got these. Um, I'm not sure if you've even got Cavani if you got Sancho. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at it, Sancho, what he's gonna cost you 130 million, with his salary is gonna be about 300k a week, bro. That's cost you big peas a year yeah. in your f- FFP, in, in your accounts, in, yeah. your f- in your accounts. That's that's gonna that will kill you. It kill a lot of man. So a lot of teams can't afford to do it that like, physically. Mm. Um, Obviously, I don't think we could. It, you, I, could. I think you could. It's just you would have been. It would have definitely impacted your capacity to get the Cavani yeah. to get yeah. the, the, the Palestri in the same window. In the same window. In the same window. You could have yeah. done it for a spread. Mm. So if in, in the January window, I think it was possible to be done. Yeah, but, but not in the same. Not window. in the same window. Yeah. Okay. The reason why Chelsea were away to get, we were able to get away with it is because you still got the Hazard money you and you didn't spend. Money, and we didn't spend because you had the ban. So yeah. it's almost like you get two years exactly. Yeah, makes I mean, sense. So makes that's sense. that's the big trouble with Arsenal as well. That was mm. the big thing about Arsenal. It, I don't think it was a massive thing about funds. It was just about space and the FFP, and we're very tight. Yeah. So it was just about getting players out. To I mean, I was a proper nerd. I literally worked out all the calculations and how much <laughs> the amortized cost of all the players we were going to sign was, and then the amortized cost of all the players we were trying to get rid of, and how we're going to balance. It. Okay, and so it's did tight. that did that have to balance the zero for you guys to do, it, or was it did it have to be like? I mean, like, we, we wouldn't know exactly what their accounts would be, but. I knew that we wouldn't be able to add a hell of a lot more. Okay. I mean, the Premier League rules, what, 7% per, for wages and stuff. But what it was is just I was trying to think, right, how? Because if you look at party, because especially when you sign a player like party, because we're only getting him on a four-year contract, that makes a big difference in the yes. amortisation. So just for those who are listening who don't understand, so let's say you spend 50 million on a player yeah. and they sign a four-year contract, yeah. that's 12.5 million 
yeah. each year. Each year and if the they contract. sign a five-year contract, yeah. it's ten. It's ten so yeah, exactly. So ideally, you want the contract. Well, if you if you spend an extortionate amount of money on a fee of a player, you ideally want to have a longer contract to. Harry well, Maguire, yeah, exactly. six years. Yeah. So Harry, yeah. Harry Maguire, six years. Kepa, seven years. Yeah. Because over that time, it's what, it's a, what 11 million a year? Yeah, 10 exactly. million a year. So it's like, okay, it's fine. But if you're if it's over five years, it's, it's, it's going to hamper your books. It's gonna hamper it hammers you. your books. Plus the wages as well. So if they're on big wages as well, yeah. you, you'd always prefer that. That's all factors into the cost yeah. that players exactly. taking out of your books each year. Exactly. So it's, it's not just salary. And yeah. that's why, it, I'm not sure how it works. You might, because you know, this might be your area means, mm. but I'm not sure how that works with the option. A lot of the clubs then put an option on exactly so, that, that gets counted, so that gets counted. That gets but counted. then, obviously, if you were to sell them before it, because when you sell them, you have to realize the whole value of the contract. Facts. So, that's why another thing where well, I was arguing why Arsenal can't get rid of players because Mustafi costs 35 mil plus. So, we've probably got us, I was working out, we have like eight mil of transfer value and his wages left. So, we can't if we take a bid less than that eight mil because we have to realize that eight mil now, we make a loss on that. So, that mm. actually loses us money. So, we if you, get, sell, you get eight mil from a staffy though. No, 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 boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> of his wages, because his wages are big, and we're trying to sell him to Italy, they can't afford okay, them wages, so we have yeah, to subsidize yeah, it. Yeah. So this was a problem with Arsenal because they're. So, the, so hold on, the amortization is the fee plus the wages. Fee plus the wages. So that's the wages. So wages. hundred k a week times fifty two weeks yep, times four years. Yep. Plus the plus the whatever the fee was divided wow, by four years. Okay. So you've got that. So because we had probably eight mil of transfer value plus his wages on, um, we'd have to. So we. The, transfer, the wages don't really matter in the situation because the other clubs being picking them up. Mm. But on the accounts, because we've basically staged it in the five years, we'd have to realise the eight mil now. Mm. Okay. Because we have to realise the eight mil on the accounts now, we need more than that to make a profit. To cover it. Yeah, to cover yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so when teams are bidding six mil, it's like, we want to take it, yeah, but yeah, we can't take it. Sense. Yeah. it so this is why I, I was, we were talking in the group, and this is why I was saying that a lot of Arsenal fans will have frustration why we can't shift our players on higher wages is because number one because our wages are so high other teams can't afford the fees that we need them to pay so like Socrates for example yeah like we did um we want to get rid of Socrates we would have given him away for free but he signed for 16 million over four years so whoa, we've got, whoa, whoa, whoa. you bought it for six I thought you got you it bought for, for 16 million fam. 16 I million for free. No. I thought you got it for like five million. no 16 million so we've got four million left on his transfer value so in terms of the amortized amount, so we can't away. give him away, even yeah. though we'd want to get rid of him because yeah. he's got high wages. How much is your? I think he's on hundred. He's on hundred k. He's on hundred k. He's, he's on hundred k. Wow, Sven isn't in, in the mud. He's in the mud. But oh that's right because PSG wanted to take him on the last day. Really? But we can't give him away because we're going to lose four mil, and we need that to make our books balance. Boys, boys, you can't make substantial losses. Yeah, Arsenal can't make. Oh, we can't because when you look at we we made a loss. I think we had a loss making season last season. Uh, we had a positive season the season before in terms of um, player trading. So, but when you look at the accounts, our accounts are not they're not as bad as I thought when I went back to them. But they're tight, mm. so you, you really need to be clever with how you move them. And how's the FFP work? Is it like you can only have like one um, season where you're losing in like three? No, years? I think it's over three. Three years. years. Over you three years, you can make. You have to make a loss of um, twenty uh, twenty five mil. mil. Uh, thirty million euros. Yeah, so it's thirty million euros, and that loss has to be able to be covered by your owner. Yeah. Okay. Which is calm. Which is calm. For Chelsea, Chelsea and them, Chelsea's calm. Inferior, yeah, it's, it's calm for you lot. Inferior, yeah. inferior. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ask him to give Arsenal thirty mil, yeah, it's a bit sticky. I might have to sell the club still. Yo, can we fucking walk into clubs and put some more debt on it? Cool. So, so with our transfer window, obviously we finished third last season. How do you see us doing this year? So, in terms of your transfer window, I, I feel like it's a bit of a disappointment personally. 
because Agreed. I feel you didn't get what you needed to get to be competitive. If you're looking at that from a purely footballing standpoint, if you're a technical director or something, you think Man United need another centre-back. Mm. I know you've got a lot of centre-backs, but you need another centre-back for quality. Agreed. You need a defensive midfielder who has the engine and athleticism to cover for your other midfielders. Agreed. Because Matic, okay, Matic has got decent abilities, but he's not got the legs anymore to do the job that's required. And anyone who's watched our first three, four games was noticed that we're constantly getting yeah. uh, caught in transition and All guys the are time. getting through to our defence very easily. So you need someone with legs and with... I mean, I don't even think your defensive mid would need that much ability. So you could have gone for a Sangare. I know he's not a big name. He went for PSG for 9 mil. Did he go to PSG? PSV. PSV. He went to PSV for 9 million euros. He's a good little player, though. Left, the left-footed one, isn't it? Yeah. The one from uh, Toulouse. Toulouse. Yeah. He went for 9 million euros to PSV. And I think that wasn't even 9 million euros up front. I think that's 9 million, including the add-ons. That crazy. is crazy. But anyway, you need someone who can cover a lot of space. So you didn't get that. You already had Bruno, so you were covered in the 10 position. Pogba likes playing that advanced midfield position. You were covered, so I don't know why you bought... I know Donny van der Beek is a good player. I liked him, but... I don't really address. He doesn't address the issues. That's what I'm trying to say. So, okay, you address the left back issue. We'll see how good Telus is, but you just haven't really addressed your issues. So, Man United ended the lockdown. I was worried because you look strong. I was thinking, mm. fucking hell, that's another top four spot that's certified and gone. But looking at the way you've gone about the window, I'm I'm not worried. Like, I don't think you'll significantly improve from last season because I don't think you've addressed the issues you need to address. You've got a stronger squad, you've yeah. got better players, but I don't think you've addressed the issues you yeah, need to you, address. Yeah, you've added bodies, but you haven't necessarily addressed the Problems. issues that the, were making the you... glaring issues. Square yeah, pegs, yeah, yeah. round holes, like... Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool, I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you. Um, that's enough about us. Um, I, I'll go alphabetically now. Uh, so that's Arsenal with you, Leroy. Yeah. Um, tell us about who you signed and, and we'll, we'll tell you what we so, think. All right, so first one, I'll, I'll give you what I think as well. Just, yeah, just, sure. just, 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 just put it in there. <laughs> right. So first one we signed with is um, obviously Willian. Mm. I was proper not happy with the Willian deal anyway. The reason I wasn't happy with William Dill, even though Arsenal fans seem to be gassed about it, I don't understand why. Do you think they were gassed or do you think it was more blood nah, of my They were enemies? gassed. They were gassed. Like, I'm looking, I was looking at Arsenal Twitter thinking, you lot are all crazy. <laughs> because the, the William I know, even though I, and you know I like William yeah, as a player, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's inconsistent. Facts. And he's getting older. So he's inconsistent. So he'll be fantastic one week. And then for probably two more weeks, he'll give you a mid performance. And then he'll drop a disaster class after that. And that's William for you. Like, he's. he's, he's He's going to test. Bro, listen, that's William. We've been listening that, to this for William the last 20, five years. Bro, yeah. that's William at 23. <laughs> <laughs> but then William at 32, who's on the decline. And the thing is, William is a player who relies a lot on his physical attributes to do yeah, what he's got yeah. to do. And when you're, uh, in terms of like sports people, uh, some most of the time, that physicality comes to a crash and burn. So that decline is sharp, sharp. and it's steep. And then they, they're finished. They, before, within six months, they're toast and you don't even know it. So I just thought, I'm not really happy with that deal, but it was a free, whatever, agents, fees and bonuses, whatever. Mm. Um, Gabriel, I was calling for Gabriel from before. I watched him quite a lot at Lille and I thought that is exactly the type of profile of player we should be going for. I've obviously been saying it in the group chat. With that one, I swear, you weren't even linked at the time. No, no, no. I, but <laughs> we wanted, weren't even linked at the time. I wanted that you. <laughs> That's I, like, remember, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I want that you. I want that you now. Because he, 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 he has everything you want in defender now. He started well, but the mistakes are coming. Uh, I'm telling everyone now, because everyone's getting ahead of the time. He does make mistakes, and he will make mistakes, and he does have a little bit of issues in terms of... 
I feel like he needs to become more refined as a defender. So some of his technical things when he's defending, he, he gets a lot of weight, wave a lot on his PMP. So he tackles with the wrong foot sometimes. He's not, his balance isn't right sometimes. Those things which will cause mistakes, especially in the a league as high paces as the Premier League, but he hasn't had any yet, fair enough. But I think that's going to be a fantastic signing and I think it was good value. And then obviously after Gabriel, we signed Sabaos back. Sabaos, we, we all know he's on. Like, he, he's my boy. He, he, he he, he was our best player about Aubameyang um, after lockdown, definitely. So, And I feel like he adds the needed quality and he's he's increased his physical level. So he's doing a lot better physically to hang in the league. And I feel like, especially if we can now move to a midfield three and not limit him doing all that running. Cause dead, he's, dead lifts and squats. Dead, dead lifts and squats, big man. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing, he's doing a lot of running at the moment. If we can limit that and then um, really get the best out of him, I think that'll be a good signing. And then obviously the deadline day... I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Are you Shout missing someone? Still. Party time. No, no, no. Party's obvious. I feel like you've missed somebody out. Oh, that, that's Saliba, yeah? Yeah. Uh, no, Saliba, no, no. Saliba's done I didn't miss him. Oh, he, he, he got something last year. Oh, now talk about him. He don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about him. No, because, bro, my head was gone. We want you to talk about him. Listen, my head was gone. Listen, I know. You've heard about Saliba, but... We've not really heard about. Yeah, Saliba. yeah. So, so I yeah, we want you to have, talk I, have I talked about it in the group? Uh, I've, I think I've kept I've kept it in the Gunas group because <laughs> I don't want anyone to see me like that. My head has been finished. I've been gone. Do you know what? I flipped. I was cussing Arteta. I was cussing Edu. I was cussing everybody. My head was gone. Oh, man, yeah. I was I was going onto the account. I was tweeting everybody. I saw it. I saw it. I was I, tweeting I saw, everybody. I the there must be an inquest. In there. <laughs> <laughs> there must be an inquest. Bro, in my head was finished. My head was gone. So, honestly. So, so what exactly is the issue for you? So the issue for me, yeah, and this is my opinion, and we I spoke about it on the the Patreon episode of Touch Gunas with James Benj. You need to listen to that. Yeah, give that a listen. Give that a listen. If but, you're not signed up already. Right. Okay. So they want to put him on loan. So. We are so close to having our development to be in an athletic team, a big team. When you stand there, like... You're feeling got, it. Yeah, you're feeling it. So you've got runners, you've got people who are strong and big. Like the so, Arsenal of old. Exactly. Yeah? Saliba's a big part of that. But they're saying, oh, he, he, he's not good enough. He's not ready for the league. Okay, fine. I feel like you're playing Holding, who clearly is not good enough, and we mm. know he's not good enough yeah. also. Mm. And I feel like, okay, Saliba might make mistakes, but that investment in minutes... That investment in time, we're not where we want to be yet, but that investment is a better investment to be playing Saliba. Like, I don't think, it, there's no way you can convince me he's going to make that many mistakes that cost you a problem from what I've seen. And I've watched so many games of that kid in France and I'm telling you that kid is good. I, there's no one that convinced me that kid's mm. not good. Um, when, did, when did Joe Gomez start playing for Liverpool? Three seasons ago? Yeah. He's what, 23 now? No, he's 24 now. I think, I think he's 23. I'm sure he's 23. So he was playing for Liverpool at a similar age. I know it's very rare for young centre-backs to play, but this is a special case and you have to look at it individually. Mm. So you want to be playing Holden, Mustafi. Okay, Louise, even though I'm not biggest Louise's biggest fan, I get it. I get playing Louise. Louise, uh, yeah, Perth right. is out of the bag. But he's 23. I'm sure that you're going to get... He definitely checked it. He definitely yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I checked it. But I'm sure over time, over the course of the season, he's either he's going to edge Louise out, but he's going to get enough games. You've got the Europa League, you've got the League Cup, you've got the FA Cup. Mm. 
you're going to give him enough games. I And the thing is, you're sending, they want to send him now to the championship. Plus, even in training, he's around top, higher quality players. Exactly. So you're, you're going up against your Aubameyangs, your Lacazettes. I, I, I did air quotes that, there. Uh, your Pepe, again, I did air quotes. <laughs> your Eddie Nketiah, again, I did air quotes. Wait, he's, he's a championship you know level one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's not going to get no different. Like, no difference, nah, but really and truly, yeah, the Champions League, number one, the Championship is a very tough league. Mm. Player, they don't care about your player development. And the thing is, especially if you're playing games every three days, and especially if he's potentially got groin issues which uh, or groin imbalances which cause him to get injuries, no, no. then you're, play, you're, you're, you're throwing him to the lines then. I would rather keep him at a club that cares about his development, give him the game time he needs, because I think he's going to get enough games. Uh, at Arsenal personally I think there's enough games around if you put him ahead of Holden ahead of Mustafi ahead of them and who you don't care about who mm. most of them are on their last year contract and they're leaving next season so, like Louise is leaving Mustafi's leaving we're probably going to sell Holden mm. Chambers we're probably going to sell him yeah, as well, well weren't Holden supposed to be going to Newcastle and they pulled the deal they pulled the deal minute. because they thought Saliba's not ready but in my uh, opinion something has happened because he was in the pre-season he played in pre-season he looked good in pre-season and all of a sudden, the deal changed at the drop of a hat. Something happened. Do you not think that that kind of coincides with Gabriel, the Gabriel signing? Because Gabriel came in, and I think the idea was that Gabriel was a bit raw, and he might need a little bit of time out the team, and Saliba's going to be the one that they blood in. That was my opinion. Okay. <laughs> that was my opinion. Okay. But I don't think that's Arteta's opinion. And I feel like, because Holden, I mean, apparently, if you listen to our last pod, Holden had a house picked in yeah, in Newcastle. Awesome. So, some, in my opinion, something happened like there was either some words exchanged or there's something that changed which has caused this but i just don't think it's a good decision mm. and it's rattled me ever since I, I ain't been sleeping properly also just to talk about good decisions and bad decisions at arsenal at the minute um mesut ozil left out of the europa league squad that's good um, yeah it's a good decision yeah why, why is that a good decision? it saves us 100 grand a week oh because he gets those bonuses if yeah. he plays in europe so hold on yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's 300k a week 350. Three, wow 350 a week is that inclusive of that hundred grand? Yeah. yeah. So now he's only getting two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough, yeah, man. Fair, decision, fair enough, man. Yeah. We could, and obviously he's looked after Gunnosaurus, so yeah. you know he's a, he's a good man. He's, he, good he's man. got the best PR agents in the yeah, world, man. Because he, and he's I need me some of that. Yeah. He's playing chess, not checkers with yeah, the club, like, man. And, and I guess we can talk about your final signing, Thomas Partey. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic. Stick your neck out. Um, Stick your neck out. I'll stick my neck out. I think he's going to be. No, I think he's going to be. One of our best signings we've had in a long time. Okay, wh- where, where does he rank in Premier League midfielders? Okay, what type of midfielders are we compare? Um, no, 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 just no, no, just general, and then we'll go to specific. Yeah, so okay, I'm going to. I'll go. I think nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't about that. I'm saying top five. Top five. Top five. Yeah, I think that's. F- is he? Is he what? Is he? Is he talking with top five midfielders? Top yeah, top five. Yeah, so top. He's talking with Kante and that. Yeah, I'm talking about top five. Definitely. Him or Kante? I prefer Partey. I've knew you too. Right? You know, because yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> we know, we, we know. We you know, know you know, you, you know the vibe. Yeah, I know, you know, I know, you know, you know, I've known you a while now. I've known you a while now. So, so with your signings, um, how do you see, or let, let's, let me ask me, with their signings, how do you see Arsenal doing this um, season? Um, I've, To be honest, when I looked at Arsenal, I guess after the FA Cup, I didn't think they were that far away from the rest of the teams. I know they finished, what, eighth, I think. Something like that. But I didn't think they were far away. Um, not just in terms of quality, but at least a sol- the solidity that Arsenal have, they're very difficult to beat. And if you add a bit of quality to that, I think generally they'll be a better side. Mm. And especially, Arsenal defensively have been very, very good. 
under Arteta. Very good. So if you add a Thomas Partey, because I was always concerned about Partey going to Arsenal, because that's the, that's the midfield that I wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Few of I us like did if, you still. Add a, if you add a bit of steel to that Arsenal team, again, not only are they a lot more difficult to beat, but Partey is an expressive midfielder as well. I think a lot of people don't really recognise what type of player he is. Mm. As much, you could be a stiff DM, but bro, he's got... So much. Bro, he's got package. so much, bro. He's got Full so package. much. He's got everything. He's got that technique, pass, his, his variety of pass, his range of pass. Never loses a ball. He, he can ability, carry. Bro, ability to dribble, the way he can break lines and pass tight, it. tight spaces, bro, How are you able to break lines with passing and dribbling, bro? Not mm. many midfielders can do that. Tracks. So And the athleticism to go with it. Bro, he's, he's got it all. He's got it all. So it, that, for me... Sounds like people, a certain midfielder in Manchester. Yeah, because everyone, really? everyone was talking. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> Wait, he, <laughs> his reputation's in the mud. Yeah, we need a section we'll, on we'll him talk still. About, we'll, we'll talk we'll about talk a about certain Labil later on. But it's um, when people were talking about Awa, very good player. Very good player. I, I think he's a very good player. But I don't think he has the transformative effect and impact that a Thomas Party will have on any that. side. Basically, we needed I mean, both though. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, I agree. But now, I'm, now with Party there, if they'd added Awa, it's fine. You could Awa could wait. Uh, in my opinion, a player of Awar's ilk, they're rel- they're like they're they're available. No, but, but, what about but, but, but we're, we're not getting him. When you think no, of, okay, okay. If we didn't get this window, we're not getting. Okay, him. I'm not talking about Awar himself. Oh, but okay. I'm saying that there are players style of that ilk. Of player. okay. You can get a player of Awar's ilk, in my opinion. Maybe not to the same standard or level, yeah. but, but the same sort of skill set. Part- Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. That skill set, the uniqueness of everything, bro, that's a gem. That's a gem, gem signing. That's why I say it will have a far more transformative effect on Arsenal. So mm. that's why I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's that's a big boy signing. Mm. Gabriel as well. Leroy sent me videos of um, Gabriel like early, like, probably around June, June, May, June. Sent me videos before of then. Gabriel. It was, a, it was in fact, then. it was in the it season. Was, it was, before lockdown. It was, like, it was before lockdown. It was before so lockdown, it was like actually. February. So Feb. Sent me videos of Gabriel. I'm like, because I was looking at centre backs that we need at Naturally, Chelsea. Yeah. You got linked with him. That's exactly. why I sent it to you. I was like, fuck. So I'm like, okay. This is a new seat. Actually, we were. We'll talk with him, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk with Gabriel. But mm. they get. I don't know why they happened. But I think the 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 idea is focusing on Ryan, Stecklin Ryan, to turn him to a centre back. Blah 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 blah. Okay. You missed out on a few players, brother. Uh, we'll, we'll we missed about... out on a couple, man, yeah. for the same you. So let's go to let's go to you guys. Yeah. Uh, tell us who you brought in. We got a big window, man. Um, so all right, let me get ready. Ha- let me ha- get my coffee, man. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Hakim Ziyech was the first one in. Timo yeah. Werner, um, Kai Havertz, Ben Chilwell, um, Thiago Silva, Mendy, um, Saar, and who else? We got one more. Um, Mbiamba from Barcelona. Who the hell's that? Um, youth player. Apparently, um, a, a supreme young. Effie, Effie, yeah, no, just apparently, a, apparently a supreme. What position? A, a centre back. Apparently, okay. one of one of oh, the, the brightest. Yeah, one of the brightest. Nice <laughs> skinny. Yeah, one oh, of the that's, that's the wave of centre back now. That could be a, yeah, a few man, man in. But the that's the wave of centre back now, man. That's all light skinny. Yeah, apparently, apparently one of the one of the I guess one of the stars of their youth team. Okay. So yeah, we we did we had a good window, man. We had a very good window. Addressed a lot of glaring issues. Um, that I felt we lacked that had last season. Um, 
but I still felt like that DM area was something because I've always you're not a Jorginho fan, are you? It's not that I'm not a Jorginho. I think he's a good player, but I've always said from the moment he landed, I said PNP is very in this league. The moment you start sticking like physical pressure onto him and a midfield pivot of Kovacic and Jorginho, bro, we go to shit because it's just paper thin. And Jorginho, as much as he's good on the ball, recycles the ball well, you can I guess he could progress it a bit. Um I think that midfield area is a big, big issue. So I would have got Partey, I'm looking at him thinking, bro, why what 50. are we doing? What Calm. are we doing? And again, we didn't really get linked with him until right at the end. And I'm just thinking, you guys, man, because you invested so heavily on Declan Rice. And obviously the club were looking at Partey, but Lampard was the manager. You know what I mean? Lampard was really like, big on rice. Mm. So, so it was rice and enough. It's crazy. Yeah. And, rice uh, at home. And that's say. the funniest thing is rice was a, obviously a centre-back ta- target and DM target. So that's impacting two types of transfer. So it impacts the Gabriel type of thing. It impacts the party DM situation. So it's just jarring. Absolutely True. jarring. Yeah. But th- that being said, I, I could say comfortably it's an 8 out of 10 window yeah, out of 10. for me. Yeah. It's looking yeah. at from the outside in uh, Leroy. And what are your thoughts on Chelsea's window? Obviously, they finished fourth um, last season. They've spent big. What, what are your thoughts on their signings? So, I, I think they've signed... I think they've made fantastic signings, but they're all they're all going to take time to warm up. Mm. I don't feel like they've signed someone who's going to come in and hit the ground running. Um, so, I feel like, even though they've spent a lot of money, me personally, if I just... If someone's if I finish fourth and spend that amount of money, I'd expect a title a title challenge. Yeah. But I know they don't agree with me. But either way, <laughs> I think that they're not going to challenge the title. But I feel like Chelsea will get stronger as the season go on, and I feel like they'll really be in a good position next season. Um, so I feel like they've invested to have a top team soon, but not right now. Mm. Um, I, but I feel they're, they're still going to be very very good because. If if Lampard picks the right balance, which is that's what I'm not sure I'm trusting yeah, what, him with. What's your thoughts on Lampard? Uh. I, I, I just feel like he's a bit. He doesn't really know what he is. Mm. Like he, he messes about too much. I'm thinking I can't really tell what your underlying philosophy is or what your underlying because you, you're not very clear. You don't have a clear strategy to me. Um, but I feel like he's got so many pieces that because in the last game they played, they picked the right blend. That was the right blend. Facts. And you could see it because they were completely dominant from start to finish against the good Palace side yeah. and who are very good and who can give teams a bad day. So I feel like once these players ease in and especially when Zayat comes in because it gives them a lot, more, I think they'll create a lot more shots Yeah. when Zayat comes in. So you see with Ziyech, yeah? Where everyone, because I agree that most of our players aren't going to hit the ground running. Like Timo Werner, I was concerned with. I, mm. I think he's going to net. Don't get it twisted. But I think he was, he's going to take time. He's going to take next season. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's going to get... Tw- I'm going to put down now, not this season, next season, when is going to get 20 league goals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and probably I, I, 25 plus yeah, no bumps. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. I think he's going to smash it. Is he going to be that from up top or from the left? I, I think he's going to play from the left. Nah. I, I think he's going to play from the left. I don't see it. But I think up top, he's, he's smacking goals. And generally, I think he's going to do very well for us. But I feel like of all the signs that we've had, obviously Ben Chilwell is a Premier League player, so he, he hits the ground running, no problem. But Ziyech, for me... I think he hits the ground like that instantaneously Why? just because of the nature of the player he is. Okay. You know what I mean? He's a player that will always try things regardless of whether he's on form or not. You always try things. And I might frustrate people, but for me, a player of his ilk and a player of his ability, he's going to be so impactful. In my opinion, he's going to be super impactful. So that's one player that I, I can't wait to get back. They'll I think he played yeah. 30 minutes for Morocco yesterday, which is for me a relief because we need him back generally just on, on a creative tip because I feel our midfield generally... It's lacking. It's not creative enough. It's lacking. And one thing that 
Chelsea did very well last season was progress play and actually get into dangerous areas and create patterns. This season's gone completely to shit. So what, so what have you lost from last season that you're not able to do it now, do you think? Uh, it, it, I think it's the chopping and changing it's, because it, you didn't really have majorly creative players, but you were a very creative team. Backs. And that was when Lampard found a structure that you settled on last season, that was fine. But obviously with all these new players, I feel like it's muddied the waters again. And I feel like he's just got confused because from one week, I, I mean, I'm with Chelsea every single week, but from one week to the other, I can't really tell what Chelsea are trying to do. And I think the the biggest thing you can see with a coach is can I see exactly what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it yeah. from the on the pitch? And it's really clear and you've got a clear identity. And I think that's the hallmark of a good coach. Maybe Lampard will figure it out because obviously it's going to take time for him to figure it out with so many new players at once. And he's still new. And he's still new to it. But I do think when you add Zayach in, that's enough because I think Havertz is creative and Zayach is creative. They'll create a lot of shots if they get the right blend. But it's about picking balance in the team. Mm. However, I think you're going to get some players that are going to miss out and might be a bit unhappy yeah. when um, when 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 everyone's, everyone's in. Because I think to get that balance, you, there might be some shocking decisions yeah. or maybe not so, so, so yeah, obvious. Exactly. So for me, like I look at Frank and... Um, decisions are mounting. Yeah, exactly. Literally, I look at us and I think, Frank loves to chop and change, but he has his mainstays. You know what I mean? His mainstay, obviously, is Mason Mount. And Mason Mount, generally, you play everywhere. So, play him out wide, which, I, you know, from last season, I've always disliked it. Mm. Play him out wide, play him in a 10, don't like it. He just, he's, for me, he's just not got the capacity to do it. You know what I mean? Good player. Don't get it twisted. He's a very good player, very talented player. But I think that you're doing him a complete disservice by moving him into these areas where he looks a worse player than he actually is. You know what I mean? Um, so, I think that, he's probably going to benefit from Lampard's indecisions because I think he definitely, he chops and changes way too much. And when you get no stability in your play, it's going to muddy the waters. Because you Big play time. a slightly different role, you Big have to time. do slightly different parts of your skill set. And again, set. That's, that's not helping Mount because Mount is playing in a variety of different positions, which I none of them I think is better suited to him. You're, you're going to kill the kid. You know what I mean? You're playing him every game as well. But yeah, just waiting on ZH to come back. Um, Thiago Silva, after his first game against West Brom, made a glaring mistake. Hmm. Um, he was imperious against Crystal Palace. Like, bro, incredible defender. Incredible. So for you, is Silva and Zuma your first choice yeah, of that pairing? Silva and Zuma. Um, I, I would I would have had Tomori and um, Silva, but ultimately there's not enough physicality there. Not enough physicality. Thiago Silva's what six one, six foot, mm. and Zuma. You need you need that physical presence. That Zuma I love gives a big, you. tall six bro, two, six three. And Zuma, bro, incredible, like incredible, like the pairing against Crystal Palace. They shut mm. everything down. Compliment each other. So really yeah, well. I think that's a very uh, good compliment. I'll, I was impressed by Thiago Silva because I, does he even speak English? No, no English. But no. he seemed his communication was mad. Yeah, yeah. You tell yeah, everyone yeah. like where to go. Speed up the ball. You go there. You go there. I'm like, bruv, are you even speaking English? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, that's proper leader. So they were speaking that. in French, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. all spoke, spoke French. Apart from Chilwell. Chilwell was just like, what the fuck? Just vibes. What the fuck? So before we finish up with listeners' questions, uh, I wanted to get from the two of you your uh, top four for this season. Yeah. So I know you posted it, but um, yeah. Um, Leroy, what's your top four for um, So I'm going Liverpool, City, Spurs. Um, Liverpool, City, Spurs, Chelsea. Okay. You, you watched that Spurs doc, didn't you? No. You brought into the propaganda. You brought into the propaganda. <laughs> no, I haven't even watched it. Yeah, it's a good watch, man. Uh, yeah, well, 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 so I'll put it on when I get back. Yeah, uh, uh, Meads, what's your top four? Uh, mine's City, Liverpool, Chelsea, I think Arsenal or Spurs. 
I think it was Arsenal. So right. I put fourth. All right. And I said that, but I, we ain't I've finishing fourth, been, five. But I've always been relatively concerned about Arsenal, not just because of their ability to shut out games, because you have got that now, especially yeah. with Partey, who has a transformative impact. Yeah. You've also got a hitter that is a hitter in any team who takes no shots because we produce less shots. We are the nineteenth highest shot producer in the league. We produce only more than West Brom. Yeah, that is it. But that's cool. I, I say it's bad. It's bad. Don't get me twisted. But now you've got a parte. Doesn't also, matter. You don't think that frees up? Doesn't, capacity doesn't matter in the because we've got not enough in the offensive end. Mm. Aubameyang can't outperform his XG forever. No, he can't. And he's been doing it for, for if, since he's been here because he has no <laughs> shots and he scores. He, he has no right to score the amount of goals he does on the amount of shots we have. He's got one more. Okay, in so do you not think? Bro, yeah, nah, he's, he's got, got one more. Aubameyang at Dortmund was a box striker. Have you seen? Have you seen his goals for Arsenal? This all just netting from twenty yards and shit, doing madness. But do you not think that? If Partey has the transformative effect that I think he will have, in terms of, do you not think that that creatively nope. it impacts you? Nope. I think they can probably win more games 1-0, so, though. Yeah, yeah, we cool. can win more games 1-0, yeah. I agree. We can get more points, but That's I don't I think we're going to get top four. It's not enough. The, the other teams around us have way too much. They've okay, got too many I, I layers. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. They're the sneaky one still. And they've had a good window. They're unfortunately, we haven't got a Spurs one. fan here to talk nah, about. Don't talk window. about them, man. But they, they, the they, sound a, they sound a few yeah. good players. They've, they've added depth. Window. And Gareth Bale, man, Im- imminently returns. Even if he's 60, 70% of who he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's still quality. To go with Kane and so what, Son. What did they get? They got Magulion, um, Hoiberg, um, Bale, Bale. Bale. Uh, Vinicius. Vinicius. Back up for Kane. Back up for Kane. Um, um, and who else? I think that was it. Really. And they've got Undombele playing and again, and, 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 they got, and they got Doherty as well. Right Doherty back. right back, and obviously Joe Hart backup keeper. Yeah, and, yeah. and they've actually realised Undombele's good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so let's let's call him. Yeah. A, I say, say a new, new signing. Yeah, because yeah. um, he barely kicked ball. Because he tr- he transforms them midfield. Yeah. He, wow. he takes it from a kind of. Um, ready stiff, salted, ready salted, stale, yeah, yeah, yeah ready, ready salted, salted to like uh, Waitrose Premium, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. With, with, with the time on it. And that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and then, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Gareth Bell to be honest. Harry Kane looks rejuvenated, even Ooh. though he, he, he seems to be playing a deeper Different. quarterback, a, Bro, a deeper it. quarterback role, Bro, but he's up for it, man. He's hungry. So, I think this group of uh, Spurs players may be the perfect group for him because even at his time at Man United, he failed. But he could say, look, I won the Europa League. I won the League Cup. I am a certified winner. Like, we may not be... And he, when he was a, a pundit, he was very much like, this Spurs team can win the league. I think, and again, the documentary, we're plugging it here again, Mead. But I think this is a group that he can do a lot with. And this is his last shot, really. Mm-hmm. Because where does he go after Spurs? It's, it's, it's his make or break, isn't it? Because he's been top, top of the game for long. If he doesn't do well here, he's not going to be considered with the top clubs anymore. If he bangs here... You probably get a nice job in Italy or he, somewhere he somewhere else. It all back up again. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and it's the last club probably that has the money to to spend for him. But don't you think? Yeah. There's been a slight tweak in his approach, just a slight in the way he's handling players. I think there's, he's had tough love with Ndombele, but it's different, in a sense that he's not completely let him out on a leap, like completely just dusted him. Yeah. He's gone, bro. I don't know any manager that is, you don't rate someone physically. Yeah. Him actually going to your yard and say, look, we're going running. <laughs> I don't that like, as much as the piss. Hey, as much as he's an old man, you know, as well. Man, that's a piss take. Still, a, that, that's a big piss take. That's a big piss take. But that almost for me, it's like a love. It's almost like it's yeah. Love, it's I like I'm, you, I'm trying. I, I want you to succeed. You know what I mean? Jose before at Chelsea, especially, and even United. Bro, if you're not doing the things that he wants, he's dusted. You're done. True, but do you think also a factor is the fact that 
you don't get a, an Ndombele at a Tottenham. Facts. And it's almost like, I can't F you off because I can't. I don't know if I'm getting your quality of midfielder in again. True. Yeah, yeah. So I almost have to give you that leash that I, I wouldn't normally because at Chelsea, yeah. I just go I've get got, somebody yeah. else. At Man I'll get somebody else. At Real, yeah. I'll get somebody else. But uh, let, let's finish up with some listeners' questions here. Uh, first one's from Kyrie G. Uh, with Wenger's new book coming out this week. <laughs> it's that again. With Wenger's new book coming out this week and a few quotables already doing the rounds, what's one question you would love to ask the man if he could have the chance? I'll start with you, Leroy, as an Arsenal fan. Uh, if, if I could ask, get Wenger to ask him, I'd be like, to be honest, I'd probably quiz him on um, the Jabby Alonso thing. Just be like, what happened? Like, what was the Jabby Alonso thing? Why, like, why didn't he take the extra mile to sign him? When was this? Was this before he went to Liverpool? Yeah, no, this was um, went from Liverpool. Yeah, so he he, really he was slightly to come to Arsenal. He really wanted to come, but we didn't go for him in the end. And I feel like that's that was not getting that signing in when we were letting midfielders go. With because I think we'd have won the league if we had a Lonzo. Well, weren't weren't that when you lot were linked with Barry as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you didn't get either. Of them. We didn't get anyone. That's crazy. And Would you have won the league if you got Gareth Barry? No, nah. no. <laughs> but I feel like. That was the start of we didn't we really just started not to address the team's problems mm. and then it's a really big decline and it was just after not not long after David Dean sorry, sorry left and David Dean would have just been like look forget the money if you want Alonso I'll get Alonso mm. you know what I mean so I'd, 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 I'd like to ask him about that and then I'll just probably ask him about just generally about football man but yeah cool uh, Meads what would you ask Wenger if you had a chance uh, to be honest I'd ask him about his relationship with Jose mm. I'd wanted to know if before Jose got to the league, I want to know if he knew about him then. Obviously, he won the Champions League, but I'd wanted to know if he would have kind of wanted him as like an ally more than anything. Because um, I think that Jose was making un- nasty swipes for no reason. It's Jose, yeah, I mean, it's Jose, yeah. though, isn't it? But would he have taken him under his wing almost? Because Jose was a younger coach, a significantly young. I think he was like 40 mm. when he was at Chelsea. So, mm. I mean, I would. I was thinking maybe just the nature of their relationship and would he have preferred it to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm changing my answer. I'd actually asked him about um, did the board stop you spending or not or was it you? Ah, shout. That's a good question. I'd ask him how he feels having not ever won a Champions League. Ah, oh, fine. Mm. That's what you want to take it there. That's what I'd ask him. You want to give the old man a heart attack? No, it's not, it's <laughs> not a heart attack. I just want to see like what he thinks of that. PTSD that. from 2006. Yeah, you want a man to stop sleeping? That after he's happily retired. All right, say no more. Got a question for, he's got one more in him, man. Ops, man. I got a question for Manny. Uh, do you think that the lack of fans is behind the amount of goals we're seeing, or is it just good attacking, or is it poor defending? I think the Premier League, the the level of physical intensity in the Premier League has stepped up again, even when it was intense before. Mm. And but like, it's pressure. It's just pressure. Pressure burst pipes. I just feel like the amount of physical pressure people are under, like the fine margin to that is, is leading to more defensive mistakes than leading to goals, in my opinion. Yeah. Me, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree, bro. The PMP in this <laughs> league is nuts. It's nuts. The quality from top to bottom now. Damn, it's wild. It's wild. Obviously, West Ham are signing Ben Rama now. Bro, that's again. That's a, that's a player that could play for any, like, I'd think, squad enough. A squad player. You top, play six. top six. But, but, you, but you look at all these teams, like Aston Villa. So Aston Villa, Dustin Liverpool. Oh. They had a team full of runners. Ballers, they had a team full of athletes who can actually ball. You look at even Sheffield United. They've got a team full of big runners. Yeah. They can run you off the pitch. Like... It's the physical pressure that these teams put you under and, that makes it and, difficult. And it's no surprises that the teams that don't really have that are struggling. Mm. You know what I mean? Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. So, 
Yeah. Uh, got a question from Harry Adams. Who is your top pick to succeed Southgate as England coach and why? I'll give it Wenger. I was going to say. I'd he wouldn't Wenger. take it. He, wouldn't, he probably wouldn't take it. Because he likes to be involved in the day-to-day too much. He's I, old now. He needs to fall back, man. He, he, I don't think he'll go back to football again. Do you think so? He's done, uh, yeah? He, he likes his, He's rolled like FIFA, isn't it? He's got a yeah, role like FIFA. He likes his role. Just vibes. But I'm just, thinking, just vibes <laughs> administrator. <laughs> but it's got... Usually... Because they want an Englishman, probably. That's the thing. And I'm trying to think what Englishman they would, they would pick. Um... Oh Potter, I think Graham Potter Wait, would be good. Manager. That's not bad. That's a good shot, but he's just a bit too young. Too he's too, he's too, he's too young yet. Yeah. It's an older man's job, I think. Yeah. It's an older man's job who's seen, who's seen a lot, who can manage the personalities, and it's just kind of just having them all all together. So Potter. if not Potter, because Potter's like forty three, yeah. I think he's got a long way to go in his career. If he can keep progressing, I think eventually he'll get that gig at a top six yeah. six yeah. club. Yeah. Um, so if not Potter, and we're thinking somebody who's a bit like longer in the tooth. Um, um, it was Steve Holland. Steve That's Holland. you lot's guy, isn't yeah, it? No, Steve Holland is, is currently the assistant manager. Yeah. I'd give it Steve Holland. It'll probably be. So, I I reckon that will be their That'll pick. Be Someone, yeah, 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 yeah be Steve Holland like will be it. Yeah. He came up through Chelsea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a good, yeah, coach. good coach. What's his rep? Coach. Well, he's good with the youth. Very good with youth. He's very big on youth. And that's a big of football. Say so give it. I say give it, Jody. Nah. <laughs> nah, again, that's another one. Too too young, man. Too, too young. young. He's too got young, a long man. way to go. Yeah. Uh, got a question from Usman RM. With the end of Ozil near imminent, what has been your favourite memory of him at the club? Has his time been a success or failure? So, oh, yeah. I can't it's that. been a success. I don't give a shit what nobody what? says. Fuck all of you failure. lot that don't think it has been. <laughs> it's been a blatant <laughs> nah, failure. Nah, Ozil's first three years are underrated. How many years has he been like, with you lot for now? It's been like, what, six? And six. by the time he's done, it'll be seven. Yeah, seven. So three. more years failure than success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now not getting picked for squads to save yeah, money. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 no, do you know what? If I'm being real, if I'm being real, it's, it, it, it has been a failure. But I just feel that the first three years he was here, but heavily underrated. That's yeah. all I feel. Okay. And what's your favorite? Okay, Ozil? you know. <laughs> what's your favorite, what's your favorite memory? memory? Um, the was it? Uh, I don't. Probably in the Europa League, but the time he chipped it over that man's no, that's head. That's Champions League stuff. That's Champions League. That's, uh, yeah, that's Champions League. Fuck for that. <laughs> the time he chipped it over the man's head <laughs> and done that. That goal was sick. Uh, and was that, Liverpool and, yeah, ludicrous society. The Liverpool one was better, man. And and also the bounce passes, the bounce shoot, the bounce, the bounce, bounce shot. Goal, that's what I was thinking of. Those bounces. I thought about, I thought, I thought, I thought about the, the comeback against Liverpool. The yeah. bounce shot. The bounce shot. Jeez. Is that your favourite memory as well? I don't have favourite memories of Arsenal. But was a good moment. The ops. And has he been a success or failure? Well, I think he's been a failure. An abject failure. Okay, I wouldn't say... Aye, not okay, okay let's, let me not say failure. Aye, complete failure. It's probably a failure. Just just answer me that. That's not the question. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm asking the question. Wow. We're great. No, no. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah great. Go, go, go. No, I'm asking you now. Is proper failure? You're clearly. Oh, thank you. Clearly, All right, say no more. As, as long as I get that in, I'm happy. Yeah, because obviously these players were bought with <laughs> transformative <laughs> impact in mind. Yeah. I yeah. think they need to do it. Now Bob was playing middle wing, stinking out the joint every week. Say no more. Episode three of Pogba Watch dropping. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it would have dropped. Um, and I've got a question from Aria underscore Obs. I don't know how he expects us to answer this. This is the last one. Who's behind all of these leaks coming from United? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. How are we supposed to know that? What player is a snitch? He's basically saying to us. Boy, I think a Maguire thing still. I think Maguire might be the guy. I, I think it's like Raiola, man. Do you think so? Yeah, think it's fixed the agent. Yeah. Who's giving away what's happening in the dressing room? Fix the agent. I don't what? think it's Maguire. I don't think it's... Okay. It's yeah, someone's agent. It someone's might be a Luke Shaw, you know. I can it see a Luke Shaw. Luke yeah, Shaw he, he what's he like, got to lose? Yeah. 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 Who's, yeah, who's yeah, he loyal to? And also, he tried to get sent off the other day. 
That was nasty. That was nasty. That was clear. He's like, you know what? This I've is had enough. enough. I've literally, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm getting benched next week. When Fuck the ref it. gave him a yellow, he's like, ref, <laughs> acting. Bro, did you see, did you see Oli Turner's reaction? Ollie was Ollie done. Was like, what that, the, fuck? the Tellers deal was accelerated immediately. Possible. The game finished. Oh, man. Yeah, my money's on Luke Shaw. He's, he's got nothing to lose. He's, he's got like three years left on his contract. He's making like a hundred bags a week. Yeah, he'll just nothing. chill. He'll just do a Phil Jones and just yeah. chill on the bench. Yeah, for chill. Let me, just, let me just do something. Let me just spice it up a bit, yeah, man. Yeah. Give them, give them all them experts of what's going on in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. With that being said, we've come to the end of the pod. Cool. Uh, Thank you both for your time. Been a pleasure as always. Uh, I'll be seeing you guys as, as the season goes on. Yeah, man. Um, yeah peace. Um, listen, share, uh, retweet, subscribe to the YouTube, and use the hashtag. Uh, shout out to all the patrons. Because. Shout out yeah, to all, all our patrons. The content's going to keep coming, and it's only going to get bigger and better. Of course. Peace. Peace. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Sports Social Podcast Network.